Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to 2020, 2020. Everything is going to be all right. Father, we are so thankful for a brand new year, a brand new decade. A brand new day to worship you, to celebrate you. Our lives are changed because of you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace this morning. Thank you for the teams and thank you for the amazing grace flowing upon this place. But we decree and declare that this is a brand new day with brand new resources. There's an opening for us to walk through, my God, in the midst of every challenge. You're showing us the opening. That this land will never lack power. And that generator will come this year. And we will lack no good thing in this place. Your hand of blessing is upon us, my God. Our families, every challenge will turn into a blessing. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that everything is opposite in this place. Every fight you've been in, God's going to turn that fight into a blessing. Every place of shame, there'll be double honor. Amen. Amen. Welcome to every single one of you. If you're here for the very first time, we'd like to make you feel welcome. We have visitors this morning. Please, could you stand? Are you here for the very first time? God bless you, sir. Ah, God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all our families. Good morning. Oh, my word, so many of you. God bless you in the service this morning. Great to have you here this morning. God bless you. All the way from Cape Town is in the house. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. What a joy. What a joy. Amen. I'm going to build us up somewhat this morning. If we have power. Oh, there we go. We are developing people. And now you know, need to know that your pastors, the apostles, grace is to build you up. So a lot of the messages that we're doing in the season will be to really help you establish what the next 10 years are going to look like and how to move your family forward. In fact, the people, are we live streaming this morning? Are we online? Yes, I'm hearing a thumbs up. Can you clap and just welcome the people that are live streaming? Good morning to you. There's no distance in the spirit. The Holy Spirit will touch you, heal you, deliver you, and set you free. Amen. Please leave us a little note there or a message and a 2020 for the opening because it's for you too. Amen. We have our sons out in Dubai. We have our sons out in Zambia. We're busy building some things for the kingdom of God and it's wonderful to see that God is going to work through His people to accomplish His will in the earth. Amen. And so the 10 life laws we are dealing with and building people up I want to prepare you for something that God has got for you. I want to prepare you with the Word and give you an understanding about what your 2020 is going to look like and beyond. There is an opening for you. You missed your moment. There is a gap that God has created, an opportunity, a moment that you need to maximize. And I want to prepare you for that moment that you're going to walk through those doors with an absolute confidence and you're going to get to the top and you're going to live a life of victory for the kingdom of God. Is there anybody with me this morning? I am just going to prepare you for this door. There is a door, I believe it with all of my heart, that someone is going to break generational curses of poverty. Someone is going to experience a kind of breakthrough that is going to leave you four generations deep with wealth with wealth, four generations deep. There's some things that you're going to plant in this year that God's going to do in and through your life that's going to make sure that you and your family never returns to poverty. Never, 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 never. You're never going to look and go looking for a job. Your children will never know a boss. They will always be in charge. 
They're going to walk in victory all the days of their lives. You are a child of the living God and God has given a word that there is an opening for you. There is an opening that your children are going to walk through that if daddy is prepared or mommy is prepared, God is going to set them up for victory all the days of their lives. Please say amen. If you give me one opportunity, I'm going to use my moment and I'm going to come through these doors and I'm going to make it work for my generation. Please say amen to that. And so I'm going to, there is a wrapping around these 10 life laws that I want you to understand. And if you need to take photos or take notes, please do. Because they, they integrated somewhat. So we're going to touch on some of them this morning. Um, one was your belief system because everything starts with how you believe. You, 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 the baby comes out head first. You come out of poverty head first. It's your belief system. It's as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you've got you to guard your belief system with everything. And we'll share about that this morning. Christ, your foundation, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, visioneering, investing in kingdom relationships, possessing my inheritance, kingdom dynamics, the wealth transfer, Commanding my day is where we're going to end off this, this morning and your legacy project. So there are th 10 things that I want you to think about because um, I want to create a, an, an understanding that if you really believe that there is a promise of rain, then you have to have an umbrella because if not, you are walking in unbelief. I mean, if the disciples really believed Jesus and he said after three days, then they should have all been waiting at the tomb. Their unbelief showed up that they weren't there. And so if there's a promise of rain, then you're going to have to fetch me a cloud somewhere. There is a cloud somewhere. If God is saying there's an open door, then you've got to stir inside of you the desire to walk through an open door. It's not going to happen to you. I've never seen a door walk to a person except in, 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 in crazy movies. But there is no such thing. A door's not going to walk to you. You're going to have to go to the door. You're going to have to stir up your spirit. You're going to have to stir up your life that you're going to enter into a place. And you, there's got to be an excitement inside of you. There's got to be an expectation inside of you that there is a door somewhere for me and my family. If you don't do that, you're never going to get it. So two days ago, God wakes me up and he says to me, son, I want you to ask me for more. This is 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, I want more. What's God doing? I, I get up and I'm, I'm starting to walk around the pool and I'm cleaning and I'm praying and I'm, and I'm speaking to the Lord around this thing. And the Lord is saying to me, son, there's, there's things that I have for you, but you must come and ask. You must come and seek. You must come and knock for me to open up the door. You don't think, don't believe the lie that it's going to happen for you. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to go and knock on the door. You're going to have to ask the Lord. You're going to have to fast and pray. Our fast and prayer starts next Sunday from, from next week. And so what are we doing? We're seeking the will of God. Fast doesn't change God. Fast changes us. God is preparing us as a people. Are you the generation that's seeking His face? Are you the one that's going to go in and possess what God has got for you? I am telling you, it's happening all over the world. God is doing it through His sons and daughters and there are things that are opening up for you. You just need one opening. One opening. I, I spoke, uh, you know, just spoke, uh, thought about the last 10 years. It was the first time in 2011 that we traveled across the globe. And we've never been the same again. God created one opening and it was the toughest season for the church because the church never had a building at the time. And yet we made the trip. But in the midst of the pressure, we had to make deal with that opening that God created. Dr. Miles came to our church and he said to me, son, I want you in the Bahamas. I need to train you up. I need to develop you. I need you in the Bahamas. And that time it was not convenient at all. The church had no money. We got put out of our building. But an effectual door for ministry is open to us. And there are many adversaries. Now you need to learn how to deal with the enemy when you're dealing with your door. Because there are distractions around you. Now there's no power. Uh, now they knock your car. Now whatever's going on around you. What's the enemy trying to do? T distract you from the door that you need to walk through. So now you've got to be careful about 
who you speak to, where you go, and how upset you're getting about stuff that means nothing. Because when you walk through that door, all the cars you need is on the other side of that door. All the power that you need is on the other side of that door. And so you must get focused. God is calling us in wherever the attention goes. Write this down. Wherever the attention goes, power flows. Power flows. You must pay attention in the season. And so let's get into the scriptures. I am dealing with, you know, when it when the beginning of the year, everybody speaks about, you know, 2020 and vision and and they set out big goals and you know they they want to set out where they're going to and and all of that is good and remember that there are two kinds of worlds that we're dealing with there's one where the world offers you vision or goals or attitude and they've everybody's got something to say the title of my sermon this morning is his word my world everybody's got their world that they're developing they got vision they got goals they got objectives um, they believe in right relationships. They believe in the way that they're going to do life. But our world is different to anything else. Our world is different because our world is shaped by the Word of God. It's shaped through the Word of God. And let me show you the difference this morning of how we need to function. And the reason why you don't have to panic this morning is because we see our world through the eyes of the Word of God. John chapter 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. So if anybody is lost spiritually, you go back to the beginning. Where's the beginning? In the Word. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was was God. Now hear that. It is important that you don't let the world shape your view. It's important that you don't let the world determine what the outcome of your life is. You don't let the world tell you how bad the economy is, but yeah, the economy is this and the like. No, no, our world has been shaped by the Word of God. We do, the world doesn't determine and tell us how much we can have, where we can go because of time, because of, of place, because of economy, because of South Africa, because of Africa, because of the color of your skin. It doesn't determine what we do. We, our world is shaped by the Word of God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 3. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we have a different worldview. Please say amen. We see things differently. We don't, we don't allow the world to contaminate our, our view about where we can go and what we can do and what we are, can accomplish. We, we allow the Word of God to shape us and to, if God has said that there's an opening for us, then we believe that. Someone say amen. And so nothing was made without the Word. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. There's no thing, no thing that was made outside of His Word. No thing. No thing. Now, I want you to understand why in John chapter 1 and verse 1, please. John 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. So Jesus is the Word of God. See him as Jesus in the flesh, but the truth is he was there at the beginning. Why? He was the word. It was the word that was spoken. So John chapter 1 and verse 14 lets you know. Uh, all things, oh please go back to verse 3. All things were made 
through him and without him no thing was made that was made nothing nothing was made without the word you you have a problem because you and I if you're working against it you have a problem but if you're working with it good for you is that we don't have a choice because we are trapped in a word world and so the year of the opening part of it is having to open up your mind to the word then open up your mouth to speak the word so Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says Genesis uh, verse 14 just go back to verse 14 John chapter 1 14 praise Jesus we appreciate you guys and the word became flesh and he called the word Jesus are you with me? It came through a vessel, but it was the Word. So Jesus, or the Word, it's simple to understand, was at the beginning with God. It dwelt amongst us and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was, out with, was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now watch. You have 2020 and 10 years ahead of you. You in the beginning, a co-creator with God. So in the beginning, God created. He brought forth His world. In the beginning, God brought forth His world. And because there was darkness and confusion. You cannot live like the world. When the world tells you life is like a box of chocolates, you just don't know what's going to come. No, honey. We have the ones who have the box. And we tell you what's coming out of the box. And if devil's going to try and mess with our destiny, we're going to put him back in his box. But you cannot allow the world anymore to control what comes out and comes for you. Because we determine by the words that we speak, the kind of world we're going to live in. You are also another speaking spirit. The Bible says when he made, let, he said, let, us, uh, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. Another version of the Bible says, let us make another speaking spirit. You were supposed to act like your father. You were supposed to act like your creator. You made in his image. And so you were supposed to speak what you want to see. If you don't want to see it, don't say it. You were supposed to declare things and establish them for you. Because death and life are in the power, not of the devil but of your tongue. Don't stop blaming the devil. Some people are speaking themselves to death. You, some people are, their mouths are getting them into trouble. Let's go to the next. God, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Light was in him. And he brought it forth by what he spoke. You've now got to determine what your life looks like by the words that you speak. Now watch. Now watch. Daniel 11 and 32. Here's the difference between you and the world. The world will have motivational talks. They will draw you into speaking flowery things and making lots of money off you. But there's a difference between you and the world. Because yes, we have vision. Yes, we do. But there is a difference and Daniel 11 and 32 helps us understand that. Those who do wickedly against the covenant they shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong. The people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Everybody is going out right now and saying, I'm going to do this for 2020. 
and I'm going to uh, have this great vision and I'm going to put on these things for where I'm going to. They're looking to do exploits. But Daniel lets you know that there is a problem with them. He says the way we do exploits, he says, first of all, it starts out by the people who know their God. It's the people I hope your vision is huge for 2020. Imagine this is the canvas for 2020. It's blank. You get to fill up your life, your family, your finances, your trips, your purpose. All that you have is in this frame. So people will tell you, and we know that, it gets into the frame of your world. You, we, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word. But Daniel lets you know that the frame is kept together by the people who know their God. So many people and motivational speakers will tell you how to put things in the frame. What is their problem? They don't know our God. Please hear me. The frame, the reason why we can frame this, the frame is what you know about your God. Before you can fill it with exploits, you better have an understanding about who your God is. It's the understanding that God loves me. That's why I can have exploits. Many people are looking for the blessing but they don't know the blesser. This is the difference with you and the world. Many people are saying, well, just pray for my healing. But they don't know the healer. It's the people who know their God. They will be strong and do great exploits. Please stop letting the world sell you motivational talks and tell you how great they are. Because while they're looking through this and, and yes, vision is awesome and yes, they want dominion and yes, they're going to have great exploits. But the difference between them and us and why we can go through what we can go through and that's the reason why we can have dominion and that's the reason why we can have peace in the midst of a storm. Why? It's because we are the people who know our God. What do you know about your God? What do you know about God in your life? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Do you know that He is God your Father? Many people are trying to do life and they want exploits, but they don't know that God is their Father. And the struggle that most people are having is that they're looking for peace but they don't know the Prince of Peace. They're looking for happiness, but they can't find it because even if they acquire things, they're still having problems because their world was framed by their own imaginations. Who's keeping your frame together, honey? That's the question. Who's keeping the frame of your world together? Because the Bible says, by faith we understand that the world was framed by the Word of God. The Word, who, Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing was made without Him. No thing was made without That means He's holding the whole world together because of His character. That He is God all by Himself. That the power of His Word is working because there's no way that the sun's not coming up or again in the morning because he's, he's, the, the whole world is upheld by the Word of His power. Are you hearing me? It's the integrity of God that makes us see the world differently. It's because God is, a world is shaped differently to the world. We have peace in the middle of a storm because He's the one that's holding our world. It's the character of our God. It's the people who know their God.
So somebody comes and says, hey man, I heard about Pastor Brian. He was in the nightclub and he was drinking in the nightclub. I saw him there. I said, uh-uh, my man. Can't be. I know Pastor Brian. That's not his character. And so I don't even have to question that. When the enemy comes and fights you about your destiny, the question is not, I, you know, God, what do you feel about? No, no, no. The reason why I don't tolerate the conversation is because I know my God. When somebody comes and says that God's going to put sickness on you, you can say, uh, 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 because I know my God. So any disaster, I mean, listen, you, you know, people say, no, God's trying to teach you a lesson because He put cancer on you. No, the devil's trying to kill you. Don't tolerate that because the people who know their God, they'll be strong and do great exploits. It's the people who know their God, there is a belief system on the inside of them that I know my God. My God is good with me. Come on somebody. That I am the righteousness of God. That God loves me. If God loves you, if your father loves you, will he put something on you to teach you a lesson? How would he cut your finger off or cause an accident to teach you a lesson? How can you put your God in the same box as the one who come to, comes to kill, steal and destroy? You don't know your God. Do you know? He says, I know the plans I have for you. Because if he has the plans and you know he has the plans, then how would you go looking somewhere else for plans? If you know there's an open door and you know that God has spoken, why aren't you getting up in the morning and saying, Father, I need to hear you? Because I know my God. I know His voice. The voice of a stranger I will not follow. It's when you know Him. Stop trying to look for exploits. What's the great vision? What do we see? No, the question is, what do you know about Him? The credibility of His word. That when God has spoken a thing, it's established. When God speaks a thing, it's established. His word cannot return void, but accomplish that which has been purposed. That's why he drops his word in the middle of us and he says, I sent my word to heal them. God's not coming back. There's no need for him to come back and redo things. When he comes back, it's in the clouds to fetch us. But here's his word. When he drops his word in your, in your home and in your family, that's it. That's enough. Why? Because God and His Word are one. You can't separate God and His Word. God, when He speaks it, when He says that this shirt, this shirt is pink, it has to turn pink because God is not a man that He should lie. His Word is forever going to settle in heaven. You must settle it in your heart that God is good with me, that my Father loves me, that I am a son of God because I'm viewing the world differently than anybody else. Before you run for exploits, before we speak about vision, before we speak about where you're going to go and what you're going to do and what that opening looks like. If God has said there's an opening for me, it's my Father has spoken. That means I'm going to walk around and say, Father, there is a breakthrough for me and my family. There is an answer for me and my children. I know this is my season. Why? Because you spoke to me and everything is going to be all right. And that's the reason why you get up to pray. Now, it's important for you to understand revelation. Money does not come from the revelation equation. When you ask God for money, God doesn't even... When someone's in trouble, they don't need sympathy. They need a strategy. When you're in financial trouble, you need to go and just see God differently. Please hear me. The looking for things is where the problem is. I'm going to get a promotion this year. I'm going to get a breakthrough. I get all of that. But even if God opens up that door, can you handle the million dollars He's going to put in your hand? Why? Because I know my God. Not because of the breakthrough and the answer. I can walk through these doors. The confidence I get is because my world was framed by the Word of God. And the reason why people are not sure about their future is because the Word of God is not settled in their hearts. But you are different. 
I said you're different. I said you are different. Genesis chapter 13 verse 8. Please now hear. Here's the difference between the, what the world is claiming to receive and how come you're going to move differently this year. You remember that Abraham, God calls Abraham, gives him a word. He takes a lot with him. There's strife in the camp. And so Abraham says, please let there no, be, no strife between you and me, between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. It's not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes to see. The world's also got vision. They also see. They also want to tell you that they know. But the problem that they're having is that their world is not framed by the word of God. Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan and that it was well watered everywhere. He doesn't know he's entering into Sodom and Gomorrah that God's going to destroy. Why? Because his world is not framed by the word. He's seeing through natural eyes. Next verse. Then Lot chose for himself. May you not choose for yourself this year. May you not decide that this is what I want to do. Because your flesh, the enemy is, there is a difference between your will and God's will. Your will must be crucified. My will must be crucified. There are many things I can do to make money, to go and work for companies, to start up my own companies, to have my own IT company, to go and live in Canada, to make money. That's the, my will is there. But every morning when I wake up, I got to crucify my will. Because I want to see His kingdom here. Is there anybody that is with me this morning? Because you can't choose for yourself. I promise you, every time you're choosing for yourself, the enemy is trying to, is right there stoking. Oh, don't submit to the pastors. Oh man, the church just wants that. Everybody, because your will, there's a battle not between God and the devil. That issue was settled at the cross. The issue and the fight that we're in is your will and God's will. It's where you choose for you instead of allowing God to make you set you up in, on a path. Watch. Lord chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and he journeyed. That means that whatever I see, I can possess. And they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lord dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. He just went further and further away from God because of what they see in the natural. And the more they accomplish, the more they think it's better. Don't you believe the lie of the world when they come and sell you their stories? I'm telling you, I'm praying for our families right now and our children that they're all going to make a turnaround and that they will have the will of God accomplished in their lives. The enemy's only got one, one plan is to kill, steal and destroy. That's his job description. And the more we, you know, children, they, they see, they get taught vision and the world says, you can become whoever you want to be. Now we're not sure if they're male or female or in between because they just choose for themselves. No, God already chose that you are. Okay, let me get of that. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated him, lift your eyes now. Because we also see. They seeing and we seeing. But ours is framed. Our seeing is framed through the word of God. Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you, you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give to you. God says, if I go before you and I give you my word, you can rest assured it's coming to pass. That's the reason why you got the word for this new year, that there is an opening for you. That God's going to open up a door that no man can shut. That wherever you go, when you come in there, I don't care who's got the education, because God gave you a word that this belongs to you. Come on, somebody. There are companies that we're going to take over, not because we are smarter than anybody, but because of the anointing and the word of God upon our lives. We're going to possess stuff that others cannot possess, because they're going to see it, but they won't be able to hold on it. Why? Because their world has been framed by their own thinking. 
You're different to the world, child of God. Don't let the world sell you their Kool-Aid. Don't drink their Kool-Aid. All the promises of man when uh, my flesh wants something, your flesh wants something. Ask yourself, have I prayed about this? Have I asked the Lord about this decision? Am I seeing the way God wants me to see? Am I opening up my eyes through the Word of God? Uh, God says I must go there. Give me the Word that God gave you. Give me the Word that God said, this is the man that I should marry. Give me the word. Give me the word. I'm going to Australia. I'm going to Australia. Now you don't know how to deal with the fires in Australia because you're going on your own what you see. The safest place to be is in the center of God's will for your life. No more trying to go and make up life when Jesus came to give you life. He's got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will deliver visions and dreams so you can see your future so you can see where you're going to. Stop making up your mind of what you want to study. Now you study two years in one direction. You say, I don't even like what I'm studying. Many people, the majority of people, in jobs that they hate. Why? Because they chose for themselves. When are you going to allow God to actually go on your knees and say, Father, this is a major decision. I need you to guide my, my steps. For the steps of a good man are ordered where? By the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. You have your own understanding. I'm watching people making poor decisions over and over and over again. And the further they travel down this road, they think they're going to get out whenever they can. They can't. Abraham had to go and fetch Lot. He had to go and rescue Lot because Lot could not turn around from where he was. Lot had no way. He was so bound because of his own decisions. May the Lord crucify you. May you crucify your will this morning in the presence of Almighty God because let your will be framed by His Word, not because of what people think and say, not because your education allows, not because money is driving you. You are a child of the living God. You are not driven by circumstances. You are led by the Spirit of God. Is there anybody that's going to agree with me this morning? Stop letting the world determine where you're going to end up and what you're going to do. Let the Word of God be the thing that governs your life. Stop letting the world tell you where you can go and what you can't do. What jobs you can have and where the lands you can possess. God gave us Word. The nations are opening to us. You will not have a holiday in Umschlange again. You will travel the globe because if God's opening up the door for you and your family, you will come in this time you're going to Israel and somebody's not going to, you're not going to even pay for it. Someone else is going to pay for it. Hallelujah. Because what if God has given an opening? Oh man, let it be according to your faith. Not according to the color of your skin. Not according to your education. Not according to your gender. Let it be done to you according to your faith. No thing shall be impossible to you who believes. No word will be impossible to you. Because God's calling you to a place where you need to see things the way God sees it. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. They're in a war, but there's a prophet that's there that is not panicking. The Syrians are attacking, and eventually they come in. I mean, God has got a TV screen for this prophet. He's sitting in his house and he's seeing stuff. Do you understand who you are? Do you understand that God gives you a screen to look through that the world doesn't see? You got the word. The prophet is laying in his bed and, this, and, he, and he sees them coming to attack him because he's like, he's not panicking about a thing. And so his servant is with him. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, he's panicking. What are we going to do? You keep panicking. It's, it's expressed fear when you're panicking. You're panicking about nonsense because what's that got to do with God's provision? Oh, how am I going to get married? How am I going to pay this bill? What's the problem? You're not looking your, through this screen you got your own screen that you've developed. you got your own view about how things... God's not broke. 
God can do anything whenever He wants to. The only problem is that we're looking through the wrong lenses. We're not shaping our view through the Word of God. Because his character says, if I'm going to get married this year, then every bill is paid, then my holiday is paid, then my house is paid. You're panicking about a devil that's got no future. Why? Because he's always trying to take your eyes off from the spirit and put it into the natural. But God's opening up the eyes of His people in this place this morning. Your eyes are being opened to the things unseen. Because if you knew where the money is this morning, would you still be panicking? If you knew where and who is the breakthrough, if, if, if you knew who your husband was, all the single ones, would, would you still be panicking about, oh, the clock is ticking. Do you know God? Do you know your God? The exploits you want to do starts by you knowing your God. Do you know that He is credible? Do you know that what He said, it shall come to pass? Do you understand that He loves you too much? Elisha's sitting there and he's laughing while everybody else is panicking. The servant is saying, how? So he answered, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. What? One, two, all these chariots. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. My God, if you knew about your healing and what to take to cure a thing, would you still be panicking? about that. If you knew how to live a life long and strong, would you still be panicking? If you knew that there's three jobs going to open to you and these contracts are going to come in and God's going to promote you this year and God's going to set you up in a different place and you're going to find income on, on, every, on every level and you're going to travel the seas and you know that the plane can't go down because you are in it and you know that the ship you're going to cruise on cannot go and be swayed in any way because you are in it. Do you understand this is the character of your God? Do you know your God? Do you know that there is provision on every side? Do you know that you are favored of the Lord? Do you know, have you framed your world? Or are you panicking like the world? Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. There is another dimension. God knows where the diamonds are. God knows who the people are that have keys to your, your destiny. God knows everything that you need. Do you know your God? Do you know what is available to you? Do you understand the character of God? Because if you do, you will relax. Fold your arms and say, I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you can rest up as you trust in His Word. And He saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Lift your hands right now. Let's begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Open up the eyes of your servants in this house. I open up, open up their eyes to the provisions that you have for them, for the peace that belongs to them, for the hand of God upon their lives, for their children, for who's going to pay their studies and where they're going to sleep and what they're going to do and the houses they need to possess and the cars they're going to drive. I speak upon them right now that there's kind innkeepers wherever they go because they are the people who know their God, that knows how much you love them, that you've opened up the doors that no man can shut. I speak blessing upon your sons and daughters this morning. The kingdom is here, God working and working and flowing through them. The blessing is on them. It's working for them. It's flowing through them. It's removing everything that is a burden to them and delivering to them everything that they need to live a life of victory. In the mighty name of Jesus, say yes, Lord. Put your hands on your eyes right now and say, Father, open up my spiritual eyes. Ask the Lord to open up. Open it up, Lord. Say, open it up, Lord. Paul prayed it like this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. This is what I want you to pray for your life now every single day. This is the prayer. Verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your, 
I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you. Not your neighbors, I'm praying for you. I'm making mention of you. Just ask your neighbor, will you mention me in your prayers? Say, call out my name in your prayers. Say, mention my name before the Lord. Why? Because revelation, to see, you can't pay a prophet for you to see. You can't use money to see. You can only pray to see. He says, I'm praying for you. And I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in what? In the knowledge of Him. He says, may the Lord give you revelation about the frame that you need to have this year. That the, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and what is exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. He says, I am praying for you every single day. This is what I pray with the church. That your eyes be opened to the purpose of why you were born. Every day I'm asking the Lord, I'm lift you up before the Lord and I say, Lord, open up the eyes of the understanding. Don't let them get stuck in jobs and fearful because the economy is so bad. Because once God opens up your eyes to show you where the money is and who the people are and the job and the purpose for your life, you never, ever panic. You never have to worry about a thing because your eyes are being opened to the things unseen. Who wrote this? The man who had all the degrees, the top of his game. When God saved him, the light shone upon him. He saw stuff and God shut his eyes for a while. When his eyes opened up, his eyes were opened up to a whole different realm. That tells me you can be educated but have no revelation. Because education is dark knowledge. They give you knowledge, but it's dark. That means there's no word in what they give you. There's no revelation. So your eyes be open to the things unseen. His world, His word, my world. Okay. So when, let's end with this. And I want you to catch this revelation. God calls a man by the name of Moses and he says to him, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. Give it to me in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. And he says to him, now you're going to do exploits. You're going to do exploits. I'm going to send you to Pharaoh and you're going to deal with the fact that the people are in bondage. Moses can't move because he can't see how it's possible. So he says, Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, I certainly be, be, will be with you. So now what's he doing? He's giving him a vision. He says, I see your future and I'm telling you where to go. Moses says, God says, I'll be with you and this shall be a sign for you that I've sent you. When you brought the, children, the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, watch now, he's seeing something. He's looking for exploits. What's God doing? He's opening up his eyes, giving him vision for the future, saying that's where you're going. That's what I want you to accomplish. He's seeing the people, for his, eventually God's convincing him. So he's trying to open up his eyes to see vision. And say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Please get the revelation. He's seeing where he's going. But he wants the frame of the character of God to show that if they ask me, 
if I'm going to do this thing, who is this God? He says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. He wants to do exploits. He needs the frame. You're seeing vision, but you need the frame. You want great business, but you want the frame. You want the marriage, but you need the frame. Who's going to hold your marriage together? You can't go because of her hips, lips, and fingertips. You better have the Word of God before selecting somebody. You better, if you're going to move forward, you're going to have to, number one, have the character of God that frames your world. Not just vision. Not just I'm going overseas. Not just I'm going to take holidays. You can fill that frame with whatever you want to. The question is, who's holding the frame? It's the character of God. He then gives him his name. He says, I am. He says, I am. Tell them I am. What does it mean? It says, when you get to any problem that you have on the other side, say, I am. I am what? Whatever you want me to be. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am the open door you're looking for. I am your strong tower. I am the one who blesses you. I am whatever you want me to be, wherever you are in your home right now. His name is I am. Exodus chapter 20. Verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. What is his name? You missed the message. Can we start again? What is his name? So anytime you use the word I am and you say something that he is not, you've used his name in vain. I am broke. You just used his name. Is he broke? You used his name in vain. I am depressed. Is he depressed? You just used his name. He said, let the poor say. Let the sick say. Many people are killing themselves working against the word of God because that's not his friend. That's not your God. I am whatever you I am. Jesus uses it seven times in the book of John. The people have no bread. They say, how are we going to feed them? He says, I am the bread of life. And he, he multiplies the bread. That's the revelation. Whatever follows your I am multiplies in your life. The problem with most people is that they keep on saying, I'm broke. And what do you attract? All the broke aunties in your life. Whose fault is it? It's not God's fault. It's your confession. You keep opening up your mouth to the wrong thing. And you are framing your world by the wrong word. Because that's not God. Here's the power. Oh my goodness, man. Watch how important your confession is. This is the year of the opening. The first place of opening is your mouth. Is there anybody to praise the Lord right now? Is there anybody? Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the door of the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. He begins to speak that. Listen to the power of the I am. His name is I am. And you must now change your confession. You must put pressure on your tongue. And you must begin to change that stuff. Stop speaking about I am dying to go. You are killing your own self. My feet are killing me. She died. How did she die? Her feet killed her. 
I asked the scripture, John 18 verse 4. John 18 verse 4. Jesus is standing in the garden of Gethsemane. They're here to arrest him. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, he went forward and said to them, who are you seeking? They don't know who he is. They're looking for this Jesus. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to him, what was his response? What did he say? Say, I am. He says, I am he. And Judas who betrayed him also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they fainted. They fell to the ground. There's the revelation. Anytime the enemy comes to you with a broke thought, when you say, I am rich, all the broke stuff around you falls to the ground. The enemy's got to back off when he finds a son and daughter that knows how to say, I am. Is there anybody who says, I am rich? Say, I'm wealthy. Say, I'm walking in victory. Say, I am. Because when you say, I am, the I am on the inside of you, the greater one rises up within you. And every enemy has got to bow his knee. Stop looking at your bank accounts and the bank accounts tell you who you are. Say, I'm wealthy. I'm done. Philemon chapter 4 and verse 6. Catch the revelation before you go. Catch the revelation before you go. Philemon. It's only one chapter. Give me verse 4. I thank my God. There we go. I'm praying for you again. Philemon says, I'm making mention of you in my prayers. Ask your neighbor, will you please pray for me? No, no, call out my name when you pray. Don't just say, 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 mention me. Say, mention my name. He says, I thank God making mention of you always in my prayers. We're coming to a prayer time of prayer and fasting for people. Next verse. Hearing of your love and faith with which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, <laughs> in Christ Jesus. He says your faith that the enemy can't handle becomes effective when you start to acknowledge Every good thing that is in you, in Christ Jesus. Everything that you acknowledge is in you, makes your faith work. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So we know by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. What you have to understand this morning is that you're going to have to change your I am. Whatever is coming out of your mouth, for your faith to work and for you to frame your world, you're standing at the precipice. You're standing at the cusp of a brand new decade and you're looking into the next 10 years and now your confession must change because your future is right under your nose. It's not out there. It's what you're saying about you every single day. Don't worry about the names they call you, honey. It's the names you respond to. You call yourself what you want to see. What are you doing? You're framing your world. You have 10 years, a decade, of putting things in your frame of where you want to go, how you want to live, the peace you want to have, the joy you want to experience, the increase you want to have. You are sitting with this thing. This is not the world offering you a box of chocolates. You don't know what's coming out of it. No, no, no. We are speaking into our world and we are framing it by the words that we speak. Please say amen. This is the year of 2020. You now must have 20 plus 20 as 40 confessions that you're going to start to shape on the I am. I am the righteousness of God. I am victorious. I am blessed. I am gifted. I am a son of God and God is my father. I am a problem solver. I am paid well for, for serving my gift. I'm a blessing to my generation. 
Look at your neighbor, say, I'm a blessing to you. Say, I am a blessing to you. Say, I am blessed and I'm a blessing to you. Say, I am highly favored. I'm walking with sweatless victories. I'm walking through open doors. Say, I'm wealthy. I'm healthy. I'm wisdom. I am rich. I am healed. I'm prospering in my soul. I'm winning in this life. I'm peaceful. I'm joyful. I'm envied. I am anointed. I am loving. I am kind. I am authentic. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am special. Say it again. Say I'm special. Say I'm like no one else. Say I am special. Say I'm really special. Say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Say I am strong in the Lord. I am walking in victory. I'm a child of God. I'm different to the world. I am anointed. I have kind innkeepers. They're all around me. I have victory wherever I go. Say I am courageous. I am bold. I'm strong in the Lord. I am anointed. I'm walking in the Spirit. I'm walking with power. I'm walking with victory. Come on, you create your world. Speak some life to your life. Come on, frame your world this morning. Say, I am generous. I'm always at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing because I am spirit-led. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am protected. I am promoted. I'm driving the best. I'm wearing the best. I'm living in the best days. These are my best days now. I am forgiven. I am forgiving. I am gracious. I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm a multimillionaire. I am prospering. Forever I will prosper. I am prospering on every side. I have soul prosperity every day, in every way. I'm getting better and better and better. I failed, I failed standard three, which is grade five. Grade five. I failed grade, grade five, standard three. And I feel like an idiot. All your friends leave. They go to the next level. I now have to deal with me. My father, and we weren't really born again. I mean, we didn't know the scriptures. My father takes me and he says, son from today, above your bed, write this out. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better and better. I had no idea that I was activating the God on the inside of me. I had no idea that it was reprogramming my spirit, my DNA, because I started using the I am. You cannot use the, the I am useless. I can't. Because anytime you do that, your spirit goes to say, there's no solution. Of course, I came through that year, but I carried the lesson that I am getting better. Come on, somebody, say with me. Your children, if they don't even have the full scriptures yet, little ones, you put that in your house. When I brushed my teeth every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better and better. When I got up in the morning, how are you my boy, daddy, every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better and better. When I sat around the table and I ate every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better and better. Some of you in speaking yourselves to death, God is calling you to change your confession and put it upon your children that wherever they go, the child's results wasn't that great. Now you must take him to psychologists. You reprogram them and let them know that they're getting better and better and better. Come on, somebody. Come on, every day. Say it. Every day. In every way. I'm getting better and better and better. Now you know the scriptures. Here's my next I am. I'm getting younger. Look at your neighbor. I say, I see it all over you. Say, I see you. You're getting, I, 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 see, you, I see you getting older but not aging. Hallelujah. 
I'm, I'm fitter. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm fitter. Your husband's acting like a crazy kid. Tell yourself, I am married to a God-fearing man. Say, I'm married to a visioneer, a, vision, a, 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 a visionary. Say, you, no, 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 you, you, don't, you don't keep supporting Manchester because you are not living like that anymore in this house. You are a God-fearing man and you will never walk alone. You will not get stuck on pornography. You will not get stuck in a mess. You will not walk in poverty. You are wealthy. How about you change your confession over your spouse? How come you, why don't you change your confession and say in this house, we are only victorious. We are only walking in victory. In this house, shout yes and amen. Your problem is you keep speaking of what you see and framing your world by what the enemy is showing you instead of framing the world you want to see. Child of God, it doesn't matter what you got in your bank account this morning. We will never live from hand to mouth because we live from mouth to hand. Everything we say, we will see in our hands. Everything you say, you're going to see in your hands. Everything you say, if you want that man to be a God-fearing man, call him. Because in every man, there is a fool and there is a king. And whoever lives in your house is the one you've spoken to. You can call him out of that darkness. Tell him he's a God-fearing man. Tell him that he's diligent. Tell him that he's faithful. Tell him that he's God-fearing. Tell him that he's honorable. Tell him that he's a pure man. Tell him that. Tell him. Speak into the world you want to see. Stop letting the world tell you what it should be. This is not the world with a box of chocolates. We are telling the world what we're going to see. In this house, only multi, no, no one broke, no one sick. I've been declaring this for years. In this house, no premature deaths. You will not die before your time under this house. Not before your time. You will fulfill your days. If you agree with the word of God, you need to say yes and amen. Every sickness, every disease that has been tormenting you will not rest in your life in the name of Jesus. Every desire of your heart, if it comes from God, it shall come to pass because you are in this church. You are under this man who is a believer. This is your Joshua. This is the man that will bring you into your destiny. This is the man that God has given you. You, when you rise up and I'm going to build you up, your family, your home, we've seen too many miracles. We've seen the hand of God. This is the word over this church. When you come through these doors, all your unhappiness goes because happy is the man who finds wisdom. You just found wisdom this morning. You are a child of the living God. There's wisdom in your world. There's wisdom in your life. There's wisdom in your body. There's wisdom in your marriage. There's wisdom in your business. There's wisdom in your life. Shout yes and amen.